homelessness. Four people tell you about different experiences of homelessness. They were contacted with the help of Cyrenians Cymru. In Swansea, the Cyrenians run a small hostel for homeless people. One of the residents is Ernest, a young Kenyan. I was born to a family of eight kids. I'm the fourth born. I was born in 71, and uh, we grew up in the city. Went to school, had an education. When I was home, I had apprenticeship course with the local garage. My mom wanted me to continue my studies abroad. My dad wasn't sure. And then my mom convinced my dad to send me to Swan's Institute. My uncle had studied in the institute, and he recommended it. And he knew the principal personally. I was excited about coming to Britain. Like back home, everybody thought it's like streets are paved with gold and that thing. At the airport in Kenya. Uh, once said our farewells and I was on the plane, I knew I was on my own. It was a total culture shock for me. I'd never seen so many different people, white people, so many in my life. I would lock myself in my room most of the day. I'd just come straight from college, run into my room and lock myself up, wait for the next day. I met a few Kenyan friends, but they were mostly in the university, not in the institute, and on their last year. Then when they finished their courses, they went home. Some got married, stayed behind. And I was scared of making friends with people I didn't know. In college, it was on off. I'd take out one year, come back, try again, drop out. I tried some counseling. It didn't help. And then the only thing I thought would give me courage was I started drinking. Put me in hospital for three days once. I tried uh, overdose. Yeah. But uh, my landlady found me. My parents came to visit me. They just knocked on my door one day. They didn't tell me they were coming, and there they were. Both of them. They were divorced. I knew they were divorced, but they didn't want me to know that. So I just played along. They met my lecturer. And I went with them to London, then came back, started the college the next week. It didn't work. I was still late with my assignments. At the end, I just couldn't cope anymore. I stopped going altogether. I got cleaning jobs, early morning cleaning jobs, and I was all right. I, sh I shared a house with the students from the institute. They didn't know I'd stopped going to college. I didn't tell them. Christmas last year, they'd all gone home, and I came back from my morning job to find the landlord had emptied my room. All my belongings, he'd locked them up. And I went to talk to him. He said I owed him money, which I did, and I didn't have. So at the end of the day, he told me I could have my stuff, but I was to move out. I had some money, so I moved out to the YMCA. But then we were told they don't have any more funds to keep the hostels open. So on the 23rd of December, I moved out to the Grand Hotel. 
I just packed all my stuff in a taxi and moved there. I had about 200 pounds. That's all I had with me. So it was 15 pounds a night at the hotel. At the time I had money, so you know I, I was all right. I felt I was all right. Christmas come and gone. I'd got another job, two jobs now, cleaning jobs, both of them, from half past six in the morning till 12 lunchtime. I was sucked from one job, so I had one still going on, but it wasn't enough money, so I went and applied for an allowance, which was the job seeker's allowance. They sent me 120 quid the first week. Then they sent me a letter saying they'll have to stop my allowance, they'll have to have it. At the hotel I was staying, £60 a week. It wasn't enough, but because I'd stayed there from... December to about March, and I'd been paying my rent properly. The landlord let me stay on a further month till I got myself sorted out. There was a church at a temple just across the road where homeless people used to go have breakfast and sandwiches. I started going there, and I was introduced to the Supran. I was told there's a van that goes round. I met... Marvin, the driver, and he told me about a place, Sirenians. They take uh, homeless people. So he suggested, like, he'd talk to the people at the hostel and see if they could take me. It was a while before I got a reply, and every day whoever was on the Supran would bring me a book to read because they told me I'm different from the other people who are there. He told me, like, if if I had stayed out there much longer, I would have become something else. I don't know, maybe a drug addict or whatever. So I came to the hostel one Monday morning, and they let me move in. They they ran a project, arts and craft projects, where we can do painting, drawing, photography, woodwork, carpentry, and lots more. I've joined the project... But at the same time, I've been unemployed for six months now. And since I've been signing for the six months, uh, the job center is trying to get me back to work. What I did, I decided to do a course, computer course at the university. Hopefully in six weeks I shall have completed it. And probably then once I get a qualification, I can get a proper job and get on with my life. At the moment, I'm in a project whereby they're trying to get me my own place, my own flat or a bed seat, and they'll furnish it up for me. And I think it's time, like, I tried something, tried it out there myself, because the hostel staff give you your support. If you don't like it out there, you're always welcome back. They don't rush you. Uh, Sunset Beach, the middle of Sunset Beach, went up to get his ideas. It's a bit like a family. We, we we have a laugh now and then. We have our fights. Some weeks are bad for all of us, especially if it's the week when everybody's broke. It's a good thing, though, when everybody's broke because we're all there. We can sit and watch telly, have a laugh. If we have problems, we go to the staff. The staff are like our parents now, and they sort it out for us. When I dropped out of college, I was too embarrassed to go back home. I'd be the laughing stock of the family. 
My dad wouldn't like it. He'll, he might disown me or something. Last I heard, he'd taken in a new wife and her son, who apparently I found out was my dad's son, my brother. He stopped sending money to support me. So I took it like he don't want to know anything about me. I've been here almost eight years now. Back home, the language is Swahili. The funny thing is, if I went back home, I wouldn't know how to speak the language. I would hear it, but it would be very hard for me to speak. I would be like a foreigner in my own country. I would like to go back home one day, but I'd like to go with a qualification so that to show, like, you know, I was there for something. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.